Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That is what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. Be it joy and laughter, sorrow and tears, awe and insight, or deepest devotion, as we visit and listen, we are all part of a spiritual voyage called Song of the Soul. Prepare to have your heart stolen by today's Song of the Soul guest, Jasper Leepak. Jasper did not really get into music till post-college, but she burst into it full bore, including producing five CDs in a very short time, music you won't find among the five other releases that do show up on her site. Starting from life growing up in Arizona, she spent years in Minneapolis, in Durban, South Africa, and now in Seattle. Jasper's fertile music time in the Twin Cities includes, by the way, interviews with Ellen Stanley, also known as Mother Banjo, on KFAI for Ellen's Woman Folk Show. Thanks to Andrew Jansen for production assistance today, and you can be sure there are bonus excerpts on the northernspiritradio.org website. Check them out after we go to the wonderful, the gifted, and the deep Jasper Leepak as she joins us via Zoom from Seattle, Washington. Jasper, thank you so very much for joining me today for Song of the Soul. Thanks for having me, Mark. How much trepidation did you feel when you got the invitation for this interview? (laughs) Not too much. I read about your program and I thought it was interesting and I was mostly curious and excited. And now I'm nervous, trepidatious. (laughs) Thanks for asking the question. I want to talk all about your journey, about those first five albums and everything since, about your peregrinations, whether it's to South Africa, Minneapolis, from Tucson, and so on. But let's start off with the song right away. I want to give people some idea why you have so deeply moved me already. What should we start with? Let's start with Send Me Home. Send Me Home was an album I recorded with my friend, talented producer, Andy Thompson in Minneapolis. And we had finished almost right before we moved to South Africa. So it wasn't released until we'd already moved. The lyrics in there strike me, and I'm just giving people a heads up as we get ready to head into the music. You start off, your first line is, I lost my light. By the way, light is a very common word in Quaker parlance. You know, we refer to the inner light and all this kind of thing. So it's a, it right away, I was on notice that this was spiritual stuff, but you lost it. And it feels to me through the music that I've seen of yours and just from seeing you that you've got lots of light in you. Do you feel like this is light that's gone or maybe it's a different wavelength light that you're on now? I think I've recovered a lot of my light, if we're going to use that word, and music's helped me do that. The origin of that song was I was sitting at the kitchen table. My husband and I were renting a little apartment in Minneapolis. It was a rainy day. We had planted a garden outside of our home, just along the side of the building. And there were these tomatoes growing like crazy. And I was just feeling sad that day because I had grown up so connected to a religious community that I said separated from. And that hole that that left was really big. And it was also like a necessary thing for me 
to leave so that I could be a healthy person and be myself. I lost a lot of who I was in that religious community, but that still left a hole leaving. So I was thinking about that. And I was thinking about the tomatoes outside and thinking how we all need rain, sadness to grow. That longing for a place where I felt like I belonged and was home, instead of thinking that like heaven was home someday or the religious community I was part of was home, maybe earth is home, maybe this planet is home, maybe we're just all here together. And I wanted to claim that home for myself in that song. And everybody belongs to it. Everybody on the entire planet. So... I hope it doesn't demean it at all. Say, amen, sister. I, <laughs> I absolutely agree. And we're here today with Jasper Leepak. Here is her song, Send Me Home.
We've got the great grace to have with us today for Song of the Soul, Jasper Lepak. She is joining us from Seattle over in Washington State. But at one point, she lived maybe 90 miles from me. She was in Minneapolis for a number of years, and she's traveled around. But my understanding is that you're actually a Southwesterner, that Arizona is home. This song, Send Me Home, there's a lot of different homes we could send you to. One might be the Southwest. You've already talked about the bittersweetness or maybe the bitter bitterness, I don't know, of the religious transition you had to go through. That Send Me Home, is that good? I mean, or is that about finding the new home? Yeah, it's just about embracing this life as my home. So it's not necessarily geographical. I'm still like looking for that place where I can call home and really feel at home. I think Minneapolis was that place for me for a long time. And my family and I are trying to get back there. So that is a goal for us that we're working on. And the Southwest is still the longest place I've lived. I was born in Tucson and spent 14 years there and then four years in Scottsdale. And that landscape is very resonant with me. I just love the colors. I love the space. I love the wind, just like the expansiveness of it, the skies there. And so I don't know if that's like my spiritual <laughs> geography. <laughs> Definitely feels like that. It's hot there, though. Oh, my goodness. Like right now, I'm really glad I'm not there. Well, I'd love to have another song from you. How about Grand Canyon? And how far were you from the Grand Canyon? I'm going to have to Google map that for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like five or six hours or something, five right? Or six hours from Tucson and then, yeah, from the Phoenix, Scottsdale area, like three or four. We visited a few, I don't know how many times I visited, visited as a child. My more recent memories are as visiting as an adult because I've been back a few times and since I've lived in Arizona. Well, since you're a runner, you probably are in shape to do the trek down into the canyon and back up, right? I, I just talked to someone who did it in the usual is 17 hours or something. You can do that. And as a runner, you can probably do it in five. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm a jogger. Let's just <laughs> change that word right now. My husband, Kale, and I did do what hike was it? Was it like Angel Ridge? We did it with friends, gosh, a number of years back, but we didn't get all the way to the bottom. We did a day hike and it's just gorgeous. I hope we can get back there. Um, one of my sisters and her fiance, they go like every year they book their what, like dorms. There's lodging at the bottom. So they like hike it every year around Christmas with a big family and it's fun. So you mentioned a sister, and before we got on the air, you mentioned you grew up for your first several years of your life as Catholic before your parents converted to evangelical Christian. I grew up Catholic in an age when being Catholic usually meant seven kids was a small family. I come from a family of 12. How many do you have in yours? <laughs> well, there are five of us in my family, five girls, no boys. And my parents come from families of 13 kids and six kids. I recognize that Catholic bona fides, 13 kids, my goodness. So where are you in the lineup of your sisters? I'm the first one. Oh, you set a high bar, I think, for your sisters. <laughs> I don't know about that at all. I feel like they keep raising it for me. <laughs> they're, all, they're all really amazing people. 
So we were talking about Grand Canyon, though, and we haven't played it yet. It's also from the recording Send Me Home, which released in 2010. You already have traveled and are in Durban, South Africa at that point. The song is Grand Canyon by Jasper Lipak. How deep. 
if folks, you have visited the Grand Canyon, perhaps you'll recognize the spiritual echoes of it in that song by Jasper Lepak. Again, Grand Canyon is the song. The CD it's on is Send Me Home. And Jasper's website is jasperlepak.com. J-A-S-P-A-R-L-E. PAK.com. But because you're not going to remember all those letters, come via northernspiritradio.org. It's easier to spell Northern Spirit Radio than Jasper Lee Peck. And Jasper, isn't that a mineral? Yeah. And so you're a gem, I think is what it means. That is what my parents told me. (laughs) (laughs) They said it meant gem of the desert. I have not found that in any baby name book, but I'm going to keep that definition. Do your sisters all have interesting names like yours off of the beaten path? No, (laughs) they gradually are less off the beaten path. But yeah, my sister's names are Kaylin, Gina, Andrea, and Janelle. So I love your music. I love your singing. I love your lyrics. And you touch me deeply with what you say in Grand Canyon. One of the reference you make to the still small voice, uh, you could always follow, which religiously some of us know that phrase that Elijah is the person who is after he doesn't find the divine in the, the storm or the thunder or the earthquake or anything, he finds it in the still small voice. Is that something that resonates with you still after your religious spiritual changes, or is that something that still feels different, distant? I think it's just changed. So I was so passionate about my faith as a child and a young adult, and I really tried to do everything right and to really, I read the Bible all the time. I was always seeking like God's answers for any decision I was making, the path ahead of me, like trying to live out that calling, I guess, that God had planned for me. And then when I left that faith, it was largely because I had lost that connection to my own intuition and my own sense of self because I was trying so hard to not be myself. I was trying to be this perfect version that I felt like God in that faith wanted me to be. So I was trying to recover that. So this the still small voice, I think of it now as my intuition and my gut. And it's been hard for me to trust that. And that's been a journey. And I'm still learning how to do that. And my sense is you're reaching toward it and the tenuousness and the disconnection from it both scares you and brings tears to your eyes. Yeah. How did you know that? <laughs> Because I listen, because that's my, that's my religion. I listen. <laughs> that's what I have to do. And because I feel it. I, I was crying the tears with you in the songs. I was I was hearing that. And actually, the thing that surprises me again, I'm a real extrovert. But my wife, who is an introvert, says she didn't know that extroverts could also listen. The fact that it's easy for me to speak does not. I don't want to use my words carelessly. And I do want to know who I'm speaking with. I feel that deeply with, through your music. Before we ever got on the air, before I ever saw your face, I felt that deeply through your music. You, you communicate it so beautifully. Let's do a little bit more of that by sharing another song. Since we're in kind of this place, <laughs> whatever <laughs> emotional space this is, let's do The Night. And chronologically, this comes a little bit later. I think you must have written this while you were in South Africa. I did. Is the night different in Durban, South Africa than it was in Minneapolis? 
Yeah. It starts a little earlier and the sun comes up. I can't remember seasonally how much it changes part of the year where the sun came up at like 4.30 in the morning. (laughs) We're like, oh my goodness. (laughs) And people would get up and go surfing before work because Durban's right on the Indian Ocean. I never did that because (laughs) I grew up in Arizona. Surfing is still like that foreign thing. And I'm afraid of sharks. I was afraid of sharks in swimming pools, like irrational fear, right? I don't know where I got that from. But Yeah, it was different. And the night was also dangerous in Durban. Like there was a lot of violence. So shops closed early, like grocery stores would close around seven. I don't know if that's still true, but things didn't stay open super late, which was nice for concerts because they started early. I loved that. (laughs) Like not being at a bar with a set at 10 or 11 p.m. You know, it's like, we're going to play at seven. Great. Go home afterwards. And the night was different. It had more sounds, lots of frog sounds and bird sounds. And there's so much wildlife, like even just we lived in a small cottage in the backyard of a family, which was a great spot for us. And we had geckos on the ceiling, cockroaches that we tried to control. <laughs> they were like massive little slugs crawling under the door. And there are these large centipedes called shongololos that looked like little black snakes, but they, they're just, everything was bigger there. So I went from <laughs> like just the bigger, the largeness of sounds and stars and wildlife. And, you know, it was just incredible. Well, we're going to play the night. My take on this is that you'll hear Jasper conveying to us both ache, but pensiveness. It's rather deep contemplation that I feel as I go through this song. It is from Jasper's 2011 recording, Forgiving Wind. It is the night.
Jasper Leepak is with us today for Song of the Soul. Her website is jasperleepak.com. That song is The Night. It's from her CD, Forgiving Wind. Our website is northernspiritradio.org with links to all of our guests of the last 16 years, including to Ellen Stanley, also known as Mother Banjo. And she does a wonderful program on KFAI, which is a community radio station in the Twin Cities called Women Folk. And one of those women folk is with us here today, Jasper Leepak. Come to northernspiritradio.org. Listen to all of these wonderful artists and activists that we've encountered over these past 16 years. Post comments, consider donating to us under our support menu. There's the donate option. That is how we support this full-time work. Please support us and please support the local community radio stations like KFAI, a wonderful station. Start by supporting them. And do remember to check out jasperleepack.com. We just listened to The Night I was left with one question in my mind. The tears and the pain, the chagrin are very noticeable. But I also think, and I'm I'm not positive about this because it could be a tenuous balance. I think that there's an optimism in you that is also strong. And maybe that's part of your personality. I think that you maybe lost touch with or that you've had to struggle to regain. When you say in there, the unbreakable proof of light in the dark. Of course, I know the phrase in First John, you know, light shines on in the darkness. I've experienced that spiritually, even without particularly reference to Jesus. I experienced that light that shines on in the dark, and it is an optimistic and promising thing for me. How optimistic are you? Pretty optimistic. I think I stepped outside of the evangelical Christian faith when I was 22 just at the end of college. And I want to believe that every person is unique and all of our voices matter. And to be who we are in an authentic way is like the bravest thing we can do with our lives. And so that uniqueness and powerfulness that lies in each of us, I guess that's where my optimism is. And hope and faith, just that that is in each of us. 
I didn't remember that reference, that biblical reference, the light that shines on in the darkness from First John. So thanks. And it's, yeah, it's hard to be who we are in an authentic way. And the night, I was really trying to make space for the darkness, like the darker parts of who we are. A teacher of mine in college gave me a roomy poem, The Guest House, because I was really struggling at the time to write a paper <laughs> about faith. I was really wrestling with what mine was. And he was like, you know, Jasper, if you decide that this faith isn't for you, you can always believe in life. That was one of the most important things anyone's ever said to me. And this roomy poem, The Guest House, asks us to invite in every emotion as an honored guest. So joy, sorrow, anger, anything that comes is a teacher and to make space for those feelings. And at the time, I had an eating disorder. It took me a long time to figure this out. But when I felt sad or angry or anxious, all I felt was hungry. I had disconnected myself so much from those emotions because there wasn't space for them in the faith that I grew up in. So... I had to relearn how to feel and like make space in order to be healthy again. I just wanted to create that space to honor the darker parts of who we are and that they're not as scary as we think they are, but they're part of who we are. And when we welcome them in, we learn what we want and we learn what we feel. Yeah, the darkness can be a deep friend. Hello, darkness, my old friend. And instead of talking so much, I really want a lot more room for you to talk. Could you share with us another song, Jasper? Let's do I Know a Woman. We're going kind of chronologically through these songs. One of the great gifts of my life is that for the last 30 years, I've been weekly attending a men's group. And before that, women were always my best friends. And I still have got a number of women who are best friends. But now it's more balanced with men. I don't think I really knew men until I started attending men's groups. When did you know women? Well, I grew up with four sisters <laughs> <laughs> and I always had close female friends. I've been really lucky that way in my life, everywhere I've lived. I've made friends with women who are so close to me today. And I think that women are not as valued in our culture, in religion, in a general way. But in terms of the ability to form friendships and community, like we have been blessed with that. It's just harder for men to develop close friendships. And just that level of closeness I have with my female friends, it's terrible that men don't have that ease of becoming close to another person, becoming close to another man. And like, I mean, I can call up a number of people and tell them my deepest secrets or like feelings. And I don't feel shy about it because we have this rapport and I need those friendships so much. That is so unbalanced. I'm glad you found that group because... There's so many things that are connected to femininity that men have been excluded from that are important for them as well. And close, vulnerable friendships is one of those things. Yeah. What I've learned over the years is that men are viewed as ones having all the power. But in fact, women have the power of relationship and men fear that frequently. Women also have the power of sex. And that's why men pay for it, because women have the goods and men need it. Men have physical strength on the average more than women or men have developed political power or have forced themselves to have economic power. But all of those things, most of them can be learned by either gender. Mm -hmm. But men will not be strong and will not be good for the world fully until they relinquish some of their power so they can have more of the power that spans the spectrum. That's my take it on as a man who sat with hundreds of men. What do you think that women need to do to have their full power? 
Well, big things need to change, like on a societal level. I read genders will not be equal in society until men and women equally raise children. I think that's true. I think that women have been told over and over again that like our power in relationships, it's almost like a consolation prize. Like we still don't have the equal place at the table. And how do we take that when we still don't believe we belong there in you know, I've internalized a lot of these messages. Um, but also, we don't have like the time either, because so much of the family stuff falls on women. It's really hard to feel equal. And we aren't. I feel like the onus isn't just on women to embody our power and to rise up and to take our place. It's like we need men on board too, because they still hold the positions that make the big decisions, like even women's ability to access health care and make their own choices. Men are still making those decisions for us. And how do we get more women in politics and in those positions when they are, I don't like the word burdened, but they carry so much weight and responsibility. Even for me, like having a daughter and she's four now, you have to kind of take a step back from your work. And how do you keep moving forward and creating a bigger space for yourself in your career when you lose that time and it shouldn't be viewed that way. It just, I don't know how to change that. There's a wonderful podcast I just started tuning into called The Double Shift with Angela Garbez, who wrote this book, Like a Mother. That's a powerful feminist book about motherhood. And I'm still thinking about like everything in that book. But yeah, the honoring of mothers and the work that we do and the changes that happen in our bodies to just give that gift of life. It's so disregarded and unseen and the support just isn't there. For women, like even post-birth healthcare is just like not there for women to access. So I've been thinking a lot about how I can participate in making things change and what the answer is. But the two things that come to mind first are we need national health care so that families aren't dependent on one person's full-time job because that divides the home responsibilities. You know, it puts the home responsibilities more on one person. Or even if you're able to have the finances to have full-time childcare, like you still have parents gone, you know, putting all their time into their full-time jobs instead of at home. So we need we need to figure that out to make work more part-time um, for parents. They both can equally participate. And then when kids are raised by both parents in an equal way, I think everything will change. Just our ideas about gender and, and just valuing family. And yeah, I've been thinking so much about how do we value family life and relationships because especially being in such a big city that's in Seattle, that's so expensive, like life is centered around career and work. We're losing so much from that. I don't know how to get it back. Well, one of the ways to get it back is to move back to the Midwest where housing doesn't cost an arm and leg and a, a family life. So you can actually be together as a family, have real life. But all of that, folks, is just leading up to sharing the song by Jasper Lepak. The song is I Know a Woman. She released it in 2014. I know a woman who feels every moment with sorrow and joy. She is blown by the wind. Her heart moves so quickly, it tires her to follow. But this world wasn't made for such sensitive things. And I want to sing her a song that will free her to feel what 
she feels without judgment or shame. All of her power right beside all her pain. And I know a mother who cannot remember. She died to the dreams she once carried inside. And she raised a daughter who cannot forgive her for failing to lead her with wings into life. And I want to sing her a song that redeems her for all that she is that she hasn't become. As she lived for her father, then husband, then son. And e blessed mother of all of creation, they punished you when you reached out for the truth. And all of this violence we witnessed toward women is the shame we still carry for wanting the fruit and I want to sing her a song that will bring her into a world where her reach can be wide free to take what she wants and to never be Beautiful, swaying, touching, gently dancing song. It's got its sweetness to it. It's naming something that's real sadness. And if a person was not gifted with enough grace, it could also be bitterness. I don't have that sense, by the way, Jasper, that you approach things with bitterness. That doesn't seem to be you. But the temptation to follow over that into bitterness has taken a lot of people. I'm grateful that you can put it as sensitively and as deeply and as movingly as you did in I Know a Woman. Thanks. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. I definitely have battled a lot of anger, but there's still that hope that things can change and that we can honor each other. 
there's no one to really blame. We all get caught up in our culture and society. And I think I can't be bitter if I know that I can be part of the change. That song is on your 2014 release, Wide World. There was actually a version of it on the 2011 release, which was called Forgiving Wind. And I think of the emotions, the interposing between I know a woman and forgiving wind. That's part of where I was seeing in you a willingness not to descend into bitterness. Even in the name, why would you have a forgiving wind? Why isn't it we let's rise up and crush the patriarchy, you know? (laughs) Well, not a bad idea, I know, but (laughs) yeah, yeah. But I think there's in within you, I maybe you still hold it as an ideal, the forgiving wind that blows through you. Yeah. And that song in particular, Forgiving Wind, which we're not playing today, it's forgiving the self. Like there's so many things I have to forgive myself for in order to not be, well, just in order to change and move forward. In order to forgive others, we need to forgive ourselves too. And then how can you be bitter or lose hope if you can forgive yourself for some of the mistakes? I have the sense that what I'd really like to do, Jasper, is to have a couple days with silent time in between where I could have a long conversation with you. And that won't work for this broadcast of Song of the Soul. But I just let you know, the desire is there. I see the beauty and the depth and the insight and the growth that you've been going through. And I can only wish that we had full time to give it the respect it deserves. But since we're limited to 55 minutes and because there's listeners out there who maybe don't want to take 24 hours to visit with you, let's go on to another song. And I'm pretty sure every song you sing is worth four hours of talking. Oh, that's a nice compliment. (laughs) Thanks. I like that. Let's go on to Why Should the Devil? What's the most devilish you can be? I don't know. I'm asking you to say this on national radio, right? Mm-hmm. What's the most devilish that Jasper Leepak can be? I think I'm too tired to be devilish these days. <laughs> <laughs> you see it in this. Uh, it's, it comes out in the song. I was actually very grateful for the opportunity to write this song. It was inspired by a poem, and it was part of the Bushwick Book Club that I'm in in Seattle, where we write songs inspired by books. Recently, I feel like I was a little devilish. I wrote a song about the placenta, like a comic science piece for another one of these Bushwick Book Club events, and it was fun. Like, I forgot that I could be funny. I've just been... <laughs> That's up online. You can find it. It's not recorded yet, but I put it on YouTube. So I'm going to have to think about that, how devilish I can be. I like that question. I'll ponder it. But in the meantime, you'll get a little bit of a taste of the direction in which she could lean if she was only had unfettered access to her devilish side. The song is Why Should the Devil? It's from the 2021 release. So it's just been released. It's called Desert Ghosts. It's by Jasper Lepak. Why Should the Devil? Why should the devil get all the good tunes? The booze and the neon and the rhythm and blues. The swaying and the darkness and the lovers like spoons. Why should the devil get all the good tunes? Why should the devil have all the real fun? The fire and the freedom and the coming undone. The Saturday nights and the beating of the drums. Why should the devil have all the real fun? My mama told me that the devil likes to dance. Dressed up in the shadows, always looking for his chance. Snake in the garden, want to change my plans. I think the devil is a music man. 
devil get all the good tunes as he's singing on Sunday in those dim lit rooms, rocking out the jukebox, making bad men swoon. Why should the devil get all the good tunes? And why should the devil want to steal my soul? This wretched ball of lonesome and this need to be whole. Just a lost little puppy always looking for a home. Why should the devil want to steal my soul? In the garden, wanna change my plans? I think the devil is a music man. If God's so good, why don't he have soul? Don't he hear the music? Wanna lose control? Feel the heavy rhythm? Wanna rock and roll? If God's so good, why don't he have soul? You had a lot of fun with that, folks. I hope you got up and danced to it. I got, I had the feeling maybe getting up dancing something like Cotton Eye Joe or something to it would be the appropriate thing to do with Why Should the Devil? Jasper Leapak website, jasperleapak.com, links on nordenspiritradio.org. And you just released it. How recently did you release Desert Ghosts? Just a few months ago on March 12th. I did a solo album right before my daughter was born. So I recorded an album called Close to Me in 2017, literally two weeks before I gave birth. (laughs) (laughs) But this was the first full band project that I've done in a while. We started recording right before the pandemic and then it had to hit the pause button for a little while and then finished it up over a long period of time last year. And I'm just so proud of it. And this song, um, Why Should the Devil?, was inspired by a poem by A.E. Stallings, and the title is called Triolet on a Line Apocryphally Ascribed to Martin Luther, Theologian. He supposedly said, why should the devil get all the good music or something like that? But he probably didn't say it. And so I just, I really connected with that. If he said it, he said it in German anyhow, right? (laughs) Because Jasper and I are actually talking longer than can fit in a 55-minute broadcast, there will be bonus excerpts on the northernspiritradio.org site. So please do come to the site and hear little things that I decide wouldn't fit well into the broadcast as bonus excerpts on northernspiritradio.org. We got time for one last song. Where do we go to finish off Jasper Lepak's Song of the Soul? Let's finish with River Song. It's the last song on Desert Ghosts. And I actually recorded this one a few years earlier on my solo album, Close to Me, so that you can find this song with just me and my guitar. 
or you can find it on Desert Ghosts with a nice band and harmonies. It's a song that I wrote as a meditation after going to a songwriting camp in Sisters, Oregon, before the Sisters Folk Festival, which is one of my favorite events on the West Coast. As a songwriter over the years, I've done a lot of comparing and feeling behind others because I started, you know, after college, I started learning the guitar, I started learning how to sing when I was already in my 20s, <laughs> you know, and, and you know, figuring out how to write and how to perform and all that. And so I spent a lot of time comparing and feeling behind other people. And then this experience of the songwriting camp and the festival was like, you know what, we all are on our own path, we're on our own journey. We all have our own muse, our own voices, and that's all we have to do is tune into that, to tune into our own river, I guess, is the natural landscape that fits with that idea. So it's called River Song. Well, we're going to end with that. First, I just want to thank you for being here. Thank you for the beautiful growth in music, the sensitivity. I'm, I imagine it must have been quite a daring feat to go into music. I know you've written of the shaking hands that you had as you went to your first open mics, but I have the sense of a gift that you're bringing everyone who hears you as you sing. And I thank you so much for braving the fears and bringing out the true depth that enriches our lives and for joining me here today for Song of the Soul. Thank you so much for inviting me, Mark. This has been a really important, special conversation. Thank you. And we end with the last song from Jasper Leepak. She released it just a few months ago. It's called River Song. Please bathe in the waters of the river of wisdom that Jasper is sharing with us and join us again next week for Song of the Soul. Here is River Song.
The theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it is called Song of the Soul. Check out all things Song of the Soul on northernspiritradio.org, guests, links, stations, and a place for your feedback, suggestions, and support. Send your Songs of the Soul to me, Mark Helpsmeet, via the info on our website, and join us weekly for Song of the Soul.